0: Hello and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Lynette Barker. And I'm Kerry Giddens. We are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in the classroom.
1: We acknowledge the first peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. And today, Lynette, we have a very beautiful book by an author-illustrator, and it's called Australia, Country of Colour. And it's by Jess Racklieft. And would you like to read the blurb on the back for us? I will. It
0: says, with its vivid red dirt, big blue skies, wild green bushland, and golden sandy beaches, Australia is a country of extraordinary colour. Now, as I walked past this on a shelf in the bookstore, it they say don't judge a book by its cover. This absolutely jumped out at me. And then when I opened it, wow, from the end papers right through to the story and the illustrations, I was blown away by it. Now, it is a book about colour and it's a book about colour in nature in particular within Australia, but it's very hard to leave it there.
1: Well, I saw it for the first time today when we got together to do the podcast episode and I just thought it was so beautiful and it's such a different way to bring non-fiction to life. Because a lot of non-fiction books, they have their bits of information and they have their wonderful illustrations and things like that. But this particular book has a focus on the colour of the landscape and the reason why those animals are a particular colour, how valuable that colour is to the creatures that are green or blue or whatever the colours are. And I love the way that Jess has got it laid out into the different kinds of colours. And then at the beginning of each colour that she talks about, she gives a description of where those colours are found in this particular story, um, or in this particular non-fiction book, sorry. And then she also goes into the importance of the colour for the animals, and then she goes into how she feels about that colour. And I thought that that was a really great way to introduce colour to children, and also the importance of colour, not just to us as human beings, but to other creatures as well.
0: And I think they're doing this really well lately. Picture books are bringing science to life in so many beautiful ways. And I know Jess does a lot of work with Claire Saxby. Yep. So there's another author to go off and and to investigate. But we are focusing on the colour element of this and probably shifting just a little bit out of science for the moment. And we did talk about a thinking routine a couple of episodes ago called CSI. And that stood for colour, symbol, image. And I will put that original thinking routine in the show notes for this podcast. But we're going to twist it a little bit. And Project Zero love it when you do this. When you get a thinking routine, and this is how many of them have evolved, you take it into your classroom and you try it and then you tweak it and twist it to suit you. So for this thinking routine, instead of colour, symbol, image, we chatted about how about going colour, Sound, image. Now, color evokes emotion; it just does. So, so we could say to the children, "What is your favorite color? Color that first square completely in that color." And there's always a box underneath for a justification. And we're thinking stage two, so they'd be able to write a sentence there saying why that color means something to them. And then in the next box, you were talking about bringing sound in there from a music perspective, Kerry.
1: That's right, because sound uh, and colour go together. As a an ex-music teacher, I suppose you never retire as a music teacher because the music is all around you. I used to often play classical pieces to um, primary students and get them to think about the kind of colour that that music would evoke for them. But then also we thought that, like we're flipping the, the visible thinking routine, we thought that we could flip the colour a little bit and rather than play the music to them and say what colour does that – make you think of or how does that music make you feel and therefore associate a colour with it, we thought we could flip it a little bit and say if this is the colour that you love or is your favourite colour, can you create your own piece of music that represents that colour? So if you talk about green is my favourite colour and so when I think of green I think of it being calm and peaceful and very kind of tranquil. So if you've got Instruments in your classroom and I know a lot of primary teachers aren't fond of doing music in the classroom because a lot of the times it's not what they've been trained with so that's understandable and it can feel chaotic and out of control. Exactly mm-hmm. yeah I mean it does with regular music teachers anyway so <laughs> um, but the thing is if you get them in a group, maybe in pairs or in threes to come up using your percussion instruments is usually what you've got to create a piece of music to go with their favorite color. I think you'll be surprised at what they come up with because you've got your triangles and you've got your your, um, maracas and you've got your little finger symbols and you've usually got some kind of um, a tambourine or something there. So they can all produce a beautiful, colourful sound.
0: Well, I think shaking a tambourine to me would give that rustling leaf
1: feeling that I would associate with green. Yeah, and also a little ting every now and again of a triangle to make you feel calm and like you're surrounded by this beautiful, peaceful green scene. And a child that sees green as
0: an angry, jealous colour, which it could be, they might go for something louder. So it really just opens up their thinking. And we thought moving across into the information fluency framework um, for stage two, the innovative um, outcome to I 1.2, says build on what they know to understand information in a new way. So we really are saying take colour, look at it in our landscape, as Jess encourages us to do, reflect
1: on our own love of a particular colour and then move off into the
0: area of music.
1: Exactly. And we also talked about the fact that they could dive a little deeper into a particular animal um, because it might be their favourite colour and they could see how that animal uses the colour within that particular environment, whether it's um, for protection or whether it's to blend in. Um, And so you could do a little bit more of a, a research into the colour of the animal and how it uses that particular colour within the environment that it's living in.
0: And when you go to Google and you're searching for an animal, you can actually, if you look at the top, you'll go across, there's a tools option. And you can say, only give me pictures of this animal in a particular colour. And it's so interesting. I didn't know there were so many pink frogs. If you put that in, you go frogs in the tools select pink. Incredible. And some of them um, are clip art, but some are actually real life frogs as well. So there's a whole range there. And tying it into our new English syllabus with textual concepts, which I had been referring to as mentor concepts, which they were in the beginning, but it's textual concepts. There was um, an imagery, symbol and connotation concept and it actually says, describe how words, sounds, which we're talking about, images, logos and colour contribute to meaning. So it tied in
1: really well there. And one of the other things I loved about this book is that at the beginning she's reproduced, Jess has reproduced um, Dorothy McKellar's um, famous poem, My Country, and she's just given a couple of stanzas Um, Describing the colours of the country. You can actually introduce poetry using this book as a stepping off tool, as a launch pad into creating poetry with colour.
0: And of course, you can move across into the digital world and dive into some apps that put filters over pictures and change the colour and texture of what a picture is, and they can make it cartoon like and painting and. We can just open up so many KLAs through literature and this book does it beautifully. It's a great book and one that you should have in your collection. I've actually purchased it for an artist that I know because I know they will love it. So don't think it's restricted to children and you can certainly take it across any age group even though we've targeted Stage 2 today.